The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone, just a quick message to let everybody know before the episode starts that this episode of TSW Roundtable was recorded the weekend just before Christmas started. And we had to record between Australia, California, British Columbia, Canada, Ontario, Canada, and well, with being Christmas weekend, there's uh, there's family in the background and connections fuzz in and out. But uh, we did our best to have a good time on this episode. So just just a quick uh, heads up, bear that in mind. We did the best we could, but uh, this episode came out pretty good despite all our audio issues. So without further ado, here is our retrospective of Return of the Jedi. Hello there. You want the bad news? Roger, roger. The Force. It's calling to you. This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. That's not how the Force works. I need someone to show me my place in all this. This is madness. Let the past die. Kill it. It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the TSW Roundtable. Once again, I am your moderator, Robert Cass. And today, we continue our retrospective series with Return of the Jedi. And I know I say this a lot, but we have a really fantastic show here for you today. First off, I'm going to introduce my co-host all the way from the left coast, well, my left coast in Canada, uh, my good buddy, Rob Ease from the Generation X1 podcast. Say hi, Rob. Yub nub, everybody. <laughs> yub nub. Yub nub. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. And, and to those, I, I guess, to to the people that like the special editions, I guess yub nub is, is a new thing. Is it really? I don't know. Didn't they take out the yub nub at the end of Jedi? Yeah, it's always in my heart, so I, I'm just, it's, it's always with me. Well, we'll, 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 we'll I'm sure we'll, we'll get on the topic of yub-nubbing and, and don't drink and yub-nub and don't drive and yub-nub and <laughs> we'll, we'll get on with that. But Rob, awesome. You joined me for the Phantom Menace retrospective. Yes, I did. Great time. Lots of fun. Lots it, it, of fun. These are, these are, I'm really spoiled. I say this a lot, but this is, I yeah. get to talk to a whole bunch of people about that really love Star Wars and specifically love these movies that we're diving into. So. And I get to not host, which is always lovely. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas. Yeah, for those who are listening, I'm sure this might come out in February. So it's Christmas when we're recording. This is actually... These- Merry Valentine's Day to me. Merry. <laughs> so all these guys are... Uh, uh, we're all trying to get this done. And this is the weekend right before Christmas. So uh, again, thank you guys for jumping on with me. You know, I know this is a busy time of year, but we're carving out an hour to get this done. And I really appreciate it. So I'm carving out pumpkins right now. This is filmed in, in October. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to introduce our, uh, our night from the generation X wing podcast. And he's a first timer on the round table. We're going to, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Say hi to all the way from California, US of A. Corey, welcome to the round table. What's up? How's it going? Hello. Yay. <laughs> so, Yay. so I guess I guess this has been a long time coming, right, Corey? Because we're we're mutual fans of uh you have a, a podcast, the big open podcast. Yep. I, love, I love your show and and we Aww. we've been bantering on on Twitter and Facebook and all that other good stuff. And now finally, here we are. We get to pod together. So it's, finally, I am honored practically speechless so we'll see where this goes (laughs) (laughs) well don't be speechless that that's makes for horrible podcasting so all right and also too um if you're keeping track or if you're pinning uh little push pins in your map you you're gonna need one a little bit bigger than north america because i uh, my good friend matthew from australia has joined us matthew say hi to everybody you rebel scum (laughs) yay (laughs) hey guys how we doing we are doing really really well and i should warn the audience uh these round tables are very informal and we throw them together pretty quick and it's just this isn't a beat for beat um uh, we're gonna go over return of the jedi like note for note scene by scene no no this is we're just gonna where were we when it came out or first time saw where what are your thoughts what's your favorite scene so this is just to be a mishmash and please understand I'm about 30 minutes west of Toronto, 
Rob Williams, you're in BC, around the Vancouver area. We got Corey from California, and we got Matt Woo. from Australia. So if this call holds together, it'll be a miracle all on its own. So it'll, it will be a Christmas miracle. So. Come on, baby. Hold together. Hold together. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Okay, so uh, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it off to my uh, my co-host Rob. Where where were you when Return of the Jedi came out, and where where did you first see it? The year was like 1983. Yes. Um, it was. I was seriously. Uh, how old was I? 83. I was 11 years old. Um, I saw it in the theater. This is the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. My dad says I saw the other two in theater, although he keeps confusing with ET. I think. But uh, I saw this in theater. I saw it at the Haida in Victoria. And uh, I've talked about this in the past on my show and as well as Steve Kirk's uh, San Diego Sabres show. But um, there's fond, fond memories of this because I was prepped for this. I had, I was reading up on it. I was looking at all the, the books and stuff, anything I can get. And back then, it was hard. There was no internet, right? So any information you get from action figures, from books, from pictures, newspapers, whatever it was, which was scarce, that's what I would glom onto. And I was curious about these monsters. And so I still remember going into the theater all orange and brown and red velvet color of maybe it's pleather. No, no. It was kind of reddish seats and stuff. And just listen. And I remember distinctly, um, uh, there was like music. They had the um, Ewok music playing, not the the ending music, but just kind of that background music. It was playing in the theater. I, I maybe I'm misremembering things, but I swear I was listening to like that type of uh, music as a as before the movie started, and it was kind of cool. And uh, I just it was a great movie. It never disappointed me. I me and my brother and my mom was there, and uh, as before in the past, I remember um, after the movie was over, we jumped up back into our 79 Sunbird across the street, and my brother was crying. He's about seven years old at the time. And uh, we were like, what's wrong? And he was sad that one of the Ewoks uh, died. And we were <laughs> trying to soothe him and make him sure he was feeling all ba- okay. okay. And uh, it was just, it was a great memory. And that's why it's like at the top, at the top of my list of favorite Star Wars movies. And I know it's not the best made movie, but it is my favorite movie because it just, it was right at that ripe age. You're 11 years old. You're taking in everything and anything at that time. So whatever came through the crosshairs, that's your favorite. And Return of the Jedi made it for me. So, and there's more history to it, but we'll talk about that later. Of course. Awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm going to jump in real, real fast just because I'm, I think I'm one year, your junior, Rob. I was 10 years old when this movie came out and, and I, is I don't have to say the same thing you did because I can literally echo everything you said, except for I didn't have your brother crying in my car. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure... I can send him over if you want. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Those really are the best memories when you have siblings crying in the background. All right, come on. Especially <laughs> right. when you initiate it. Yes, but when, well. what you said, Rob, you were saying something about getting air information everywhere. I remember trying to like get as much information out of the trading cards out of the back of the of the action figures like the, mm-hmm. the quick little description like that i know it seems weird now but that's literally all we had to go on when we're yeah. when we're playing with these figures or doing these and if you studied these trading cards or the back of uh, these these the figures or the boxes and you can really drop some knowledge on the schoolyard Saying no, no, no. This guy here is that 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 that. Even or actually oh, yeah. knowing a proper name for something was a huge deal. So yeah, uh, I I was same thing. Theater and I was ten years old, right at the perfect age. So much curiosity, so much build up to it, and this was to us. This was going to end the saga. So this this was it. This was the the big the big 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 movie like we couldn't uh it wouldn't at the time i don't think it could get any bigger et uh rob we were talking about this before we recorded was a great movie and was a big movie but it wasn't return of the jedi like it didn't have no the gravitas of leading up to it yes it was the bigger motion picture but it wasn't didn't mean as much it was a one-off basically and uh although i never realized that return of the jedi would be the last movie i never thought of it that way i never thought about canon never thought about i just saw it it was the next part of the story and i for all i knew they could have made a fourth one they made a fifth one and we even heard of that i still remember um billy d williams i um you know i i don't trust my memory anymore from when i was a kid but i swear billy d williams coming up on merv griffith uh the merv griffith show and talking about a part uh seven eight and nine and I still remember him talking about that, but and 
that was before we even talked about episode one, two, three coming out. And it was just, I, and we also know that, uh, even in England, uh, Hamill and Carrie Fisher went on a kid's show and they start talking about how George Lucas wants to make it another episode when they get older and stuff. Right. There's always talk of that. But th- as a kid, I just want to know about aliens. So. Oh, for sure. And then you the, actually all that talk, like now we can hit on like on our Facebook feed, it's like, oh, did you hear what Daisy Ridley said on this show mm-hmm. in Australia or anywhere, right? We, we yeah. pick up on it right away, but at the time, like, if they said something that what I had didn't happen to me watching TV or reading a paper at the time, I had no idea. Like, it was just totally off my radar. So Yeah. All right, um, I'm going to pass this thing around. We're going to go down under. Matthew. Down under? Where, 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 where <laughs> were under. you, or how did you first see this movie? I wasn't even on this planet in 1983. Right. Yes. Yes. We got to stick together, Matt. (laughs) I know, man. (laughs) Um, But for me, like Star Wars has always just been like, I remember bugging my brother to put on that, the VHS of the, uh, the movie with the glowing guys in the desert. So the jail was in a new hope and like uh, (laughs) empire. It cut out halfway just, or just after Yoda pulled the X wing out of the swamp and it turned into Pete's dragon and but yeah, Return of the Jedi, that's the one that got the most plays for me for sure. Maybe because there was a bit more action in it, I reckon. Like especially in the last uh, half of the movie, you got the space battle, you got the ground battle, you got the lightsaber battle up on the Death Star. Um, and the other ones like A New Hope had like cool action and stuff like that running around the Death Star. But Empire was definitely a story-driven episode. Like my favorite part was the Adapt battles, but. Yeah, for me, Return of the Jedi, it's just always been, like Star Wars as a whole, it's just always been for me. So, But yeah, Return of the Jedi, yeah, that for me has been my favourite throughout all the years. So, And Rogue One kind of competes with it a little bit, but again, there yes. are a lot of similarities. you got the ground battle, you got the sky battle, and then you got the intimate one as well. So it, it, it depends on which movie I've watched most recently <laughs> as to which is my favourite. Right. Same as like most TV shows, like The Sopranos or The Wire or whatever. But yeah, Return of the Jedi, it's always going to have a special place for me. Wookiees, uh, Ewoks aside. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, found everybody I talk to on, on these retrospectives, it's always a fluid list on what's their favorite. And it, it moves, it depends what mood you're in. You mean, you know, like it's usually, yeah, exactly. usually without fail, nine times out of ten, Empire's at the top and Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. at the bottom. And, mm. but that doesn't, and again, we, that doesn't mean Attack of the Clones is a bad movie. It's just, if it's the worst yeah. Star Wars movie, it still might be in your top 50 of favorite movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. So, the Jedi is always, it, it, it just, even from, from someone that's younger, like, I know it has a lot of nostalgia value for Rob and I, but for other people, they genuinely love it. So, um, Corey, what do you think of yes. Return of the Jedi? Well, where, where I, were you? I, <laughs> I, I was in my living room, uh, very, very young when I first saw it. Uh, my, my stepfather at the time was super obsessed with Star Wars. He had like action figures all over his office. Office like he had like first edition action figures and comics and everything. He was a collector, and he made me watch that movie like right when I was of age, when I understood a little bit of what it meant to to watch Star Wars. But uh, yeah, I really loved it. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites too. I feel like there's a parallel emotional line. Like from my city all the way to Australia to where Matt's living, right. you know, directly <laughs> through the center of the earth, you know. Yeah, I feel the same exact way that he does. Like it, it's a great movie, you know. I, I I can't. It brings me back to like being with family and having siblings crying in the background, you know. So it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You were that sibling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pass it uh, back off to Rob Williams because I'm gonna get this in nice and early. Uh, Rees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and now uh, no, forgive, forgive, forgive me for this was his first appearance on screen. Reese? Yes. Yes, yes it was. Ben. His Poor first ben. and only appearance. His first and only. He, oh, wow. This is, that has to be rectified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. I <laughs> okay. totally agree. I'm expecting a six part miniseries on with attached to the Mandalorian soon. So, of course. Okay. So, uh, get into it. Um, there's a bit of, I'm going to let you say, but there's a backstory to your Reese love. <laughs> yes. The year was 1984. Of course. Um, basically, in grade four, I was uh, I had built a mask out of paper mache, and I had a had a fascination for Rees, and uh, because he looked funny, I and uh, so I made a paper mache mask, which looked you know kind of looked like him. It's hard not to uh, make something that looks kind of like him. Three eyes, big long nose, big ears. It's 
looks like a three-eyed goat. It's it's not hard to, to design <laughs> something like that. Right. And so I kind of have fascination with the looks of it. I have fascination with like Rusty Miller's uh, Empire Strikes Back book, uh, quiz book, and all sorts of stuff. So I was I was all over it. And so in grade six. I decided to um, dress up as him for this book contest. It was not a contest. We just had to dress up as a favorite character from a book. And I, I kind of fibbed it. And I like, well, Star Wars had a book. Uh, Rusty Miller, he made a book about Star Wars. Okay, well, he's that. And uh, so I, I took the mask and I put on some a sweater and some maroon pants and gum boots and painted my hands kind of red and knuckled them up, right? So because, you know, Ree's <laughs> nice. hands are all knuckled. He's got these weird sausage fingers or whatever it is and so i and i pose for it and it, there's a picture on our facebook site and i kind of call myself the uh, unofficial f- very first Rees cosplayer nice. and uh i just recently found out and this is really cool that uh the very first Rees costume has been approved by the 501st within the last uh week uh as of december oh wow and my facebook blew up with uh, my friends from uh, Hosnose from Victoria and my friends Aaron from the 501st. They were like, uh, Rob, this is, should be you. And I was, uh, it, and it should be. Honestly, honestly, God, it should be. If I had a, a couple thousand dollars just to drop, I would be all over it. If I had time to make something, I'd be all over it because I know they sell a mask every year. Yes. But um, I have this fascination with this character because he's just a funny looking character. And, um, I, f- I found him funny when he's, when he's hooting and hollering as Luke falls down the pit, when he's mugging C-3PO behind Jabba. He's mm-hmm. just everywhere. He's having a drunk fight with rack, uh, Yak Face out on the barge. He's everywhere, and he's a sad, sad person. And the fact the fact that it ticks off uh, Ben from the Skyhoppers so yes. much, yes. And <laughs> it just makes me like swell with pride. <laughs> and uh, I love Ben so much. He's such a wonderful person. And it's just, I like bugging him a little bit about it because he hates it because the Dark Force is the video game. Right. Yeah. Reese was the char- was the reason I bought not only the game, Dark Forces, but a computer to play the game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I was just like, I need to get this game. Reason it. I need a computer to play this game? Okay, I'll do that. I don't know anything about computers. I'll do that. New GoFundMe. So, New GoFundMe yeah. <laughs> to get you a costume for Reese. <laughs> it's six hundred dollars American, which translates to two point five million Canadian. Yes. Um, then you got to put <laughs> nice. the costume together, but it's a really cool costume. It's something I really want to do. Um, I, it's, I think it's. I don't like to use the word bucket list, but I, I might have to put this on my bucket list. And um, as soon as I get my Scout Trooper costume, because that's the other thing I'm putting together. I'm actually holding my helmet right right beside us here. But um, Reese has a fascination with me. I collect as much as I can, and uh, and there's not a lot out there, which is even better. So yeah, no, and it's and it's it's a it's it's almost like if if you knew this was uh, like because it's such a weird like costume, obviously, and a, and a weird cosplay, and even for the five hundred first, like if if I'm sure if you had an inkling that it was possible when you started before you started your armor, I'm sure it would might have tipped the scales a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, it would have because I got a. Uh, I didn't know that this company had made a mask, official mask of, well, not official, but a mask of Rees and Greedo and some other, and Squidface, I think, as well, Tessic. But um, they had made a mask, and it's still on sale for 600 And I'm thinking, I might even just, like, save up 50 bucks a month and buy it before the end of the year just to have the mask in hands. Hell, just to I'll, say I'll I have help it. You. I'll help you just to see Ben's face when you get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Now, is there, is there something uh, kind of... Like it, poetic about Rees silencing three PO when when Han's being defrosted, like and, and <laughs> Ben being Ben being a very three PO kind of dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my! Oh my! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just you know it just it's 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 you know it's serendipitous. It's just it makes it, it makes sense, and especially in our Star Wars Commonwealth, it just it it's perfect. It's it's well, absolutely perfect. If you want some fun, uh, go back to one of our GXW verses. Um, Riley was on that show along with uh, Steve mm. Kirk from the San Diego Sabres. And I believe Ash's on that from the Skyhoppers as well. I remember, and I invited yeah. them on. And uh, I won't tell you the end, but basically <laughs> all the epi- all the questions to everybody's surprise was, was Reese and Grand related. And it is my favorite episode <laughs> I've, um, I, I think I've done since doing this entire podcast for the last three years. It's my favorite, favorite episode. And it's not because it's Reese. It's just because of the fun we had and the reactions that happened on that show. 
Oh my so. gosh. Yeah, and and, and high, high recommend from me, because yeah, that, that is fabulous. Generation X-Wing is a great, it should be appointment listening to begin with, but oh, that, particular episode, that particular episode was just outstanding. <laughs> One last thing, I tried to get my, I have a personalized license plate. Uh, it's got GXW on it, right. but they rejected my first option, which was Reese, and they rejected my second <laughs> option, which was Reese, but the E's replaced with threes. Why? And I was like, why did they reject this? There's no way someone in the province of British Columbia has this license plate. Right. And I looked, to, I even, you know, you, you Google that sort of thing just to make sure nothing dirty came up in other languages. And one gentleman told me that when I went to take a look at it again to see if I can do it this year, he said that Reese is very similar to a word, I can't remember what language it is. I don't know if it's Farsi or Persian, but it's similar to means wealth. So I'm just uh. curious to see if... Uh, I can't see why it's a problem. So I've I wouldn't go th- that far down the road. I think it was Ben. He bought all the license plates. Absolutely. And, and of course, and to those not in the know, uh, Rob, you are, you are, uh, looking to become a member of the 501st. Yes. I'm building my scout trooper, scout trooper armor. Again, scout trooper is one of my favorite stormtroopers from return of the Jedi. So, um, I'm building the armor. I even got my own show called The Outer Rim Rookie, which is, I decided with me and my friend Terry, who at the, when we started this was a, as a, a commanding officer of the uh, 501st uh, Outer Rim Garrison, British Columbia. He's also a prop maker for movies such as DC, Le- or for TV shows such as DC Legends and some other movies and stuff. And uh, he's helped me put my armor together. Uh, we, we do a how-to of how to put your armor together uh, for Scout Trooper. And um, it's informative. It helps people and uh, also gives you information about the 501st as well and how how helpful we are. Uh, I say we like I'm part of them still, but um, well, I'll you're, help you're, for the you're like a Padawan, aren't you, or something? Because you're, uh, you're I, being yeah, I, I help out a bit. I do some uh, handling here and there as much much as I can. I'm going to do a little bit more as time goes by. But um, it's basically teaching those about the 501st how to get in the 501st, and it's not easy, but it's not as hard as you think either. No, and, and we're kind of kindred spirits because I, yes. I myself, I'm, I'm in the art, uh, Astromech Builders Club, and mm-hmm. I'm building uh, a one-for-one R2-D2, and I chose, and lots of people, you know, build choppers or have the green R2 or whatever they, like, different, yep, different, uh, different uh, droids, but I'm going for, like, the New Hope R2, and right. we are both um, middle-aged dads with <laughs> real jobs and whatnot and and these and we're podcasters too so like your armor build and my r2 are like way down the list at the end of the day and it it, it takes it takes not by time choice. no no oh, no of course not but yeah. it takes time like we have other obviously are we, we i'm not yeah. gonna we're not gonna push time away no we can't play with our kids right now i have an r2 to build exactly. no no like <laughs> it's when the kids are asleep or or, or somewhere else or at a, at a different yeah. at a relatives but it's it, I've made myself a deadline. Episode nine, I got to be done because I want to wheel them around at the premiere. And mm. that will be about two and a half years from my start time. And that's oh. apparently that's really normal. Like it's so. You well, know, mine's not. Mine's been almost three years. And it's n- uh, no, two years. And it's not normal because um, I, I no life gets in the way. Right. Of course. Yeah. But uh, it's I've had I've had uh, friends in the 501st who built theirs within uh, six, seven months. And. It can be possible as long as you, uh, as long as you, a, put some effort and time towards it. B, put some money towards it. Yeah. It will cost a bit. And C, get yep. some f- uh, connections with the five hundred first and people to help you. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people. They don't want to make those connections with their friends or soon to be friends. It's uh, hard for some people to get out there and talk to some strangers and ask for help. Yes. But if yep. you, you got to make connections. I'm working uh, on this project myself, actually. It's called uh, Paying Rent this month. Oh, yes. I yes. hope you guys... <laughs> no, I'm just letting you get... Speaking I of GoFundMes. Say... Yeah, go for... <laughs> hey, we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you guys, uh... but the droid, though, I have to say, it looks amazing. I saw yes. the Instagram pictures. Oh, my gosh, man. You are doing such a good job on that thing. Well, he's getting there, and he is a, he, yeah. my R2, if uh, I'm cast1973 on Instagram, I just posted some pics. And he, he, I, I do have his legs. They're roughed in, but... Uh, there's a lot of things that go along with it, and this is, we're getting we're straying a little from Jedi, but I'm gonna get to our our favorite characters because uh, Rob with your with your Rees, I'm gonna jump over to Corey and Matt here in a second. But yeah, it's these things are passion projects, and again, and, and I'm sure Rob and I, if we didn't podcast and we used our uh, podcasting time towards our builds, oh, we'd yeah. be, we'd be done by now. But don't do it. 
No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving this up. No way, not a chance. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it over to Corey. Um, I love it. Can be a it can be a legacy uh, character. Like I love R2. I can't. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, I'm I have a passion yeah. for him. So Corey. Uh, Return of the Jedi. What's what's your favorite character out of this movie? I'm pretty basic, man. Um, I have to say my favorite character is Han Solo. 100%. Yeah, he's been my favorite character since the start of Star Wars. Since I saw the first, you know, right when A New Hope came out and Han Solo was there. Harrison Ford is just like, ah, man. I've had a, not not necessarily like a crush or anything, but, you know, he's uh, he's definitely my favorite Star Wars character. 100%. Yeah, and and you okay? So do you like his? Do you like his not turn, but his the evolution of Harrison or, or not Harrison Han in the in the because this it really comes to a head in Jedi. Well, Han and Harrison, yes, I love the evolution of them because he does a great job every yes. single time, every movie that he's played in. And uh, I got to be honest with you that the outfit and the blaster when I first saw that blaster that he had, that was like I wish there was a gun like that in real life. I wish I could just you know yeah. tase the people that I want to tase with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the pew pew, and and, yeah. the way, and the way and the way his holster is slung over his hip, like it's just oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Like yeah, he was he was Quiet. the outlaw of Star Wars. Pretty, it, it was so captivating. It's like I was a huge fan of like Tombstone and all those Western movies back in the day, and seeing Han Solo in a space adventure movie when I first saw Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. Seeing him as the outlaw, it was it. He, I can't, I can't take that liking away. He's an amazing character. So, so you like uh, when he's obviously like you know he's a, he's a general. He's he, it's Solo. It looks like he's going to leave an empire, and he comes back and he gets rescued, and all of a sudden he's right in the thick of it. He's leading the team on mm-hmm. the Forest Moon of Endor. Like he's not one of the minions are oh i guess i'll go help because leia's going uh, well, he's yep. he he goes no i'm heading this up and he didn't even ask anybody to join him he's like oh i didn't nope. want to i didn't want to speak for anybody it just you know he's a true leader he's he a is. true leader all right <laughs> he's a great leader and that's why we'll miss yeah. him. <laughs> all right uh matthew favorite character doesn't have to it can be legacy it could be from jedi like it's it, obviously the as long as they're in jedi let's say that uh i reckon it probably have to be luke just because I love his arc that goes through it, like the whole wearing black and then that little bit of white at the end where he turns to the light side. But when I was re-watching it last night, when he first comes into Jabba's palace and he's backlit by the bright Tatooine sun, you just yeah. see the silhouette. Mm-hmm. looks exactly like Vader for mine. Because oh, all yeah. you can see is the hooded figure and kind of like, oh, it's a bit dome-like. And then the big cape flying out behind him, like, ooh, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. But also, amazing. like... My favorite, like, obscure kind of character is the Rancor Keeper and just how sad he gets <laughs> his little pet <laughs> gets crushed by the gate. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be pretty <laughs> devastating if my little mate got, you know, crushed by a massive gate by some jerk who wanted to, you know, live. live. <laughs> Malakili. Ma- yes. Malakili. Oh, Look at yeah. that. Deep I knew someone would know his name. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so Luke, and this is a huge, because he is actually, there's a lot that goes on here with him. And I was listening to one of the, uh, George Lucas on the audio commentary, and he goes, the great thing about uh, the third act in these trilogies and this third movie is you you get to tie up all the loose ends. The bad thing is you have to tie up all the loose ends. Uh, yep. And then and there's yep. Luke talking with Yoda. Oh, so I am a Jedi. And Yoda's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously we don't see it in the movie, but in the deleted scenes, he, uh, Vader mentions it. He's constructed his own lightsaber. I mean, green saber is pretty cool. He gets shot in the hand. We get a little reminder of like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's not completely, he's, he's, I mean, he's got some electronics in him and that pays off later when he faces Vader and he cuts off his hand. Like, so all mm-hmm. these little things are dotted out. Is there something about. Is it just because of the completion of his arc in this trilogy, or is it uh, is it just because well, it's Luke? Uh, for me, I well, especially now that I look back in time, I love a redemption story. So, even though he was tempted, like no matter how bad you get in life, you can always come back to good. So, right, I just I just love that kind of part of it. I reckon looking back, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he gets shot in the hand, and he looks down and he sees this black hand and looking at the black, well, the severed hand of Vader, but he also has a black glove. So, again, another similarity right there. Like, yep. he is his father's son. He is. And, and uh, so, okay, so, okay, so this is, um, there, Lucas does that a lot. And he's done, but he did that a lot with the prequels, too. He did a lot of mirroring, shadowing, and forecasting and everything else. And, and I think I agree with you. With the way Luke turned out, it was just fantastic. So, um, all right, we're going to... I want to add something to Luke there for a sec. Absolutely. 
Um, Luke, I, I was uh, I was a fan of Luke, but I never really like he wasn't my favorite. But when he came out in Return of the Jedi, all dressed in black with a new weapon uh, with a green saber. To me, that really started to make me connect with him a little bit more. He was oh, a yeah. little more darker. Mm. He was a little, little more jaded, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I just I loved his his green lightsaber is still my favorite lightsaber, and yeah. uh, I love the color and everything. But it was just something about Luke where he was taking control. He, I mean, yeah, the whole plan yeah. that they made is kind of convoluted, but. He, he, you knew he walked in. He was taking control. Jabba threatens him. He's not. He doesn't budge. He's like, he's like, you're you're the one that's going to suffer for this, not me. I'm standing out here in a plank over over this thing that's going to eat me for a thousand years. But yeah. you're the one that's in trouble. You understand this? Should have right? bargained, Jabba. Yeah, yeah that, it completed <laughs> Luke's character arc. It, it completed it. It showed like a whole yeah. nother side of his personality from the previous two mm-hmm. movies. So you saw it. It almost made it feel more complete at the end. You it. it the hero's journey, you see it in a lot of movies these days. He was written in perfectly in those movies. And yeah. the sixth film, when he popped that green lightsaber, it's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> that took flip control. back onto the little sail badge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He even took control mm-hmm. in Endor, too. Because, yep. I mean, like he gets on the ship and he's like, I shouldn't have come. I'm here to help you, but I am going to leave now. I'm going to sacrifice myself, talk to mm-hmm. dad. You know, we'll settle things down. <laughs> yeah. And he's every Christmas. He's, yeah, every Christmas I got to <laughs> deal with this. But um, he was it was just a nice character development. Uh, so different from the first two, especially the second one where he thought he knew what was going on. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. was, he just he he got he got his ass whipped. And now he's actually like, yeah, I'm in control here. I know what to do. And he loses a little bit, but still takes control. And at the very end where he takes the mask off, it's just it's it's touching. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, and it's he's so magnanimous because he goes to Jabba saying, "Yeah, I'll pay you." He's not trying to rip him off. He's like, "No, he owes you money. Let's clean this debt up, and we'll take get out of here." No, are you sure? Okay, I just killed your <laughs> I just killed your rancor. Are you really sure? Like like, and he's he's trying. He's desperately trying to do it the the proper way. He doesn't want to do anything. But Jabba forces his hand. He dies. Same thing on uh, when he when he's on the the. Forest Moon of Endor and Leia. What's wrong? I'll tell you later. Because he knows in the moment, she he, he can't burden her with that knowledge at yeah. the moment. You know what I mean like, and then like until later when they get alone, where or sorry, yeah, when they were on when they're make, making the plans, he didn't tell her. But when they were alone and she needed to know, he had a he had a moment with her. He let her know. Okay, we're good. And that's why I gotta go. Because yep. it's our dad, and I'm the one, and he's the one going to to solve it. And he's every step of the way, he's the one giving up the information. He realizes he's a threat to the mission. Okay, mm. I'm just gonna go turn myself in. Like he's not. It's not like Luke, where it's like, um, be like Poe Dameron. Oh, let's hop in the X-wing, and blow something up. Like it's no. It's, <laughs> it, he's being very thoughtful and magnanimous through this whole movie, and even in the end, he's like, no, he still believes in his dad. And like, the only thing that sets him off is when he, when Leia gets threatened, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. so, you know, it's 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 fantastic. I totally agree with you. So, I'm gonna move things along here. Uh, we're gonna go <laughs> on favorite part. Let's break it up. Um, Jabba's palace, uh, Forest Moon of Endor, space battle, throne room. Um, Corey, what do you think? Yes. What what's well, what, what do you love? Endor, obviously, is the most action right there. It and you is. got to see that one Ewok die. So, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, my brother's crying again. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It, it had to have been Endor because it was so beautiful. And all the, 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 the speeder scenes and everything, it was just so cool. It was such a, 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 dy- a dynamic scene that you didn't really see at the time when the movie came out. Like everything was, you know, that fast that the speeders were going. Nobody, ri- oh, how did they do that? The CGI is so beautiful back then, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first saw it, I've always wanted one of those speeders, and it, hundred percent scout. Uh, I hope when you get your scout armor, Rob, that yeah. you're gonna ride a little better than them. All right, so I'm just saying. <laughs> no promises. Yeah. <laughs> Terry uh, does have a miniature speeder. Oh, oh. nice. Yes, he nice. does, and so I will probably try and talk him into let me drive it a bit. Nice. So. Well, yeah, they, they always have them at the, uh, I know they always have them at the conventions. So I'm sure you'll bump into one somewhere where you can actually somewhere get a few, someday. we get a few shots done uh, on, oh. on, on the speeder. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know what, what Rob's answer is. So I'm going to go, I'm going to move on to Matt first here or second. <laughs> Matt, you're, you're, 
what's your favorite? You know, throne room, Endor, space battle, Jabba. You, and if when you, I was watching you, the movie, yes, I was I was making some notes about oh, things yes. that made me smile. That was a lot of notes. I got up to, got up to forty-six, and I didn't even get through the whole movie. Like, but I reckon it's got to be the space battle. It's just so brilliantly shot. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's like incredibly fast-paced. Yep. And one of the lines, good shot, Red too. My brother and I used that line so many times. We're like playing cricket or kicking a footy around or anything like that. Like, well, we used a bunch of lines from that movie still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got to say that space battle, like the music that swells up behind you, like if they go from a scene in the throwing room to the space battle, which uh, you hear the John Williams score just arc up again, bang, you're back and you're flying around. They're heading to the medical, medical figure. Yeah. Even just the initial, it's a trap. I mean, it's just a gorgeous scene. You see all the uh, ships split away from the Death Star. Um, you got Akbar commanding the fleet where to go. I'm like, oh, this is like the best game of Age of Empires ever. Right. And then you see um, the gorgeous shot of all the ties swarming over the fleet. And then you get that other brilliant shot, which I love as a still, is the Falcon peeling away. You got the Death Star in the background. You got ties everywhere, X-Wings, Y-Wings, everything around you. It's just a brilliant shot. I want to add something to the uh, the – the space battle one of my also another one of my favorite characters came out of space battle and, and he's still in like episode eight and seven knee and none and mm-hmm. uh like something cool about the fact that not only is lando flying this falcon who we've been so used to chewy and han but now this other alien we're really given no introduction to this guy and he's like your co-pilot now <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 you know he's just like <laughs> boom he's on <laughs> he's got he's the just best happy to be there. <laughs> he's like a sack of pancakes you know it's just it's i love <laughs> i need a sound bit of you doing his laugh man <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Was that clean? Was that clean? <laughs> also, too, um, let's not forget Wedge. Like, he, oh, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a lot of TIE fire stamps on the side of his X-Wing, and he's got two Death Stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, he really, I miss him really from the new trilogy. Yeah. What, what's that, Matt? I miss him from the new trilogy. I hope he comes back in the last one, but yep. it's not looking like it. But, yeah, he's yeah. one of my old-timers. And what were you going to say, Rob? No, I, I agree. He's 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 one of my all-time favorite uh, pilots. Um, I really respected him when he was in the first two movies. And uh, again, back, going back to Rusty Miller book, uh, when I discovered who he was, uh, Rusty Miller taught me who Wedge was. I, I mean, I yeah, I heard his name, but I never really knew who he was. And then it's just like, oh, now he's in the third movie and he's destroying it and he's taking control of it. And it's just yep. like, yeah, a lot of respect for that. Awesome. Okay, um, Rob, yeah. what is your, uh, again... Uh, we can go Jabba's Palace, Endor, Space Battle, Throne Room. Favorite. Well, it, it's it's this is hard because they're all so good. I mean, it I is. love I love the uh, the Endor stuff because I'm a big biker scout fan. I even went to Redwood or is it Redwood Forest in California? I think that's where I filmed, and I even went there and uh, as a kid. And it's just re- I just love the speeder bikes. They're so cool, especially when you have the uh, Return of the Jedi. F- speeder bikes where you can hit the button it explodes that's right. what really, was really cool <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a button there though oh yeah oh yeah and um but java's palace was the best for me because i was introduced to all these aliens some familiar some new and as you go back and you re- watch it you see i think there's dengar oh my god there's bosk and right. then you know boba fett was in there before or after the uh, special editions and it's just you're seeing all these cool aliens and and as a kid, you're learning them through the action figures, Squidhead, which is eventually you learn as Tessic, and and you got Mon, uh, Mon, not Mon Motha, it's a uh, <laughs> Elephant Mon, and eighty eight, and all these sort of things. And the story, the books that came out of it, like Tales from Jabba's Palace, it went into depth in who these characters were, right. and it was just like, I love movies with characters. I love movies with different types of characters. And the fact that they're familiar in some of them, there's there's some recognition and some new stuff as well. And they're just so bizarre. As a kid, you're just like, this is it. This is this is my thing. This and also, you know, Bubbo burping outside is always yeah. chuckle worth too. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, but I think I'm gonna round out the conversation. I can't believe we're gonna hit all four because uh, for me, it's a throne room. Like that is, yes. yeah. I know I know they're all good. And again, I'm not I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying, but personally, out of the four, Throne Room for me, um, it was the culmination of 
everything we were waiting for. It was the it was Luke being so awesome. We got the 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 Emperor. We finally got to see how much of a badass he actually is. We got mm-hmm. you know, I mean like there's so much going on there. Um, Vader realizing that there's another there's and again I'm I'm on the boat though. I'm not going to say Vader's redemption. Vader got pissed off and threw his boss down a pit. Um, yep. He, which he, we all want to do. We I all, mean, yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> right. No, it's a, it's, it's a feel good movie for sure. But yeah. <laughs> he did slaughter a lot of younglings. We later learned so uh, redemption. Uh, you know I mean, got rid of. You mean destroyed the empire? Okay, sure, but you know I mean, that's that's up for debate. <laughs> they had it coming. They had it coming. <laughs> yes, but to actually finally side with his kid, like in that. In that retro, in that looking at it that way, it's like yeah, of course, like yeah, it's, it was it was fantastic. We get the we get actually see Anakin for the first time, which was huge, especially as a ten year old mm-hmm. in the theater. Yeah, it's like he's taking that him Luke taking off that mask. For me in 1983, that felt like an hour. Like it just couldn't come <laughs> off fast enough. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like what what's going on here? Like what? Like this is amazing. We're finally going to see Vader because we got a glimpse of him in Empire. In, in Empire, but it was like you know the mm. back of his head and this and that. It's always it was a lot of the mystery with mm. Vader, and so we get to see him come around and actually help Luke. You know I mean uh, they 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 win the battle? They win the day. Luke makes it out. You know I mean uh, they get to go down to the planet and yub nub. And it's it was it's for me yeah throne room fantastic that's the music from yes. that mm-hmm. with the, the the deep choral uh, choir uh, just oh just the final yep. Darth and Luke hitting each other with the sabers it's just amazing and the Emperor playing a royal royal dick oh, I mean yeah. it's just like it's just the way he he's so condescending to Luke oh I'm afraid oh look at you you know it's just like oh you were Correct such a down. dick yeah the yeah. battle station I'm defenseless quite operational <laughs> when your friends arrive it's like oh, I you. love his voice <laughs> yeah like, yeah and- for me like um E McDermott kind of lost a little bit of the uh Palpatine vocal patterns in the um yeah. prequel trilogy for mine and that stupid rubber mask in um uh, in um uh, <laughs> yeah you know uh Empire? it's just yeah Oh, yes. Electrocuted and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, just doesn't look like the emperor at all. It just looks like a fresh silly words, rubber mask he's got on. Yeah, he's just a little puffy. Yeah. He's swollen. Yeah, exactly. he, he, he needs some sleep. Right. <laughs> and he needs a back yeah, team. Just, That's what he needs. So good. Yeah. I uh, loved his um, intro scene on the Death Star as well. You got the full battalion out mm. waiting for him. You see the Praetorian Guard. Exit yeah. his ship beforehand. That looks amazing. All the ties as well, just flying around in his honor. I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's got something going on. He's something yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we we went over some scenes. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on. Let's go over like just favorite little snippets, favorite parts. Like for me, um, the ghost reveal at the end was awesome. Three uh, PO telling his story to the Ewoks oh, that's of the so song. <laughs> yep. The, oh the, god the sound was fantastic um there's all these it, it, the movie's just full of these moments um the elevator ride with luke and vader or or right before mm. that when it's like when they're talking no i'm it's too late for me like there's is you start seeing a little humanity in vader um i'm gonna throw it to uh, uh cory you got you get got any special moments from this movie that you just want to well okay i do love the the, when the Ewoks take down an ATST, that was fun. Yes. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, but I have to bring it in a different direction. Uh, Battlefield Battlefront Two, uh, Star Wars, the video game, actually had mm-hmm. a they revisited the scene where Luke and Vader talk to each other with uh, video game graphics and everything. It put a whole new light to that scene for me when I watched the movie again. Right. So I'd have to say it has to be that moment when they're talking on that uh, the the Skywalk, I guess, right there on Endor yep. together. Yeah, that was that was such a good scene. Oh, so emotional! Dang it. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, oh, and Han saying "I love you." I think it was oh. the first time. You know what I mean? Like, and Leia finally going, "I know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my metal bikini? No. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, no. I and actually, and actually, I should, I should oh, mention my. something about that too. I was for me, it'll always be Hoth Leia. That is picturesque. Like as far as starlit movie star, beautiful. Yep. But uh, but I was ten 
metal bikini was just a little out of my wait. What's going never on? Never got here? into the bikini. Exactly. Never that, got in, never got into it. That's just because I think I knew that she was being held against her will. Even uh, yes, as a kid, that, I was just that's like, a dampener. And yeah. also too, being ten. Um, if yeah. you asked me when I was thirteen, well, I might have had a different story. But exactly, know. yeah. Can't well, I mean, Lonnie Anderson from WKRP still well. piqued my interest. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that might have been just general hunger. You mean? Oh or, my. Know. Oh. So, uh, general hunger. General oh hunger. <laughs> yeah, he did not appear in the movie. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Matthew, uh, favorite snippets, little tiny parts. Just hit us, <laughs> hit us with them. Uh, I'm looking over my notes, and there again, there are so many. I don't know. Fly casual. We're getting hungry, <laughs> and she's going yes. to meet up on the thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see that there. Um, when Ben starts talking about his certain point of view. Yeah, and yeah. how much I've realized they're like, actually, that still influences me. I'm like, okay, I've got my point of view. Try and see theirs because they could be influenced by a whole other spectrum of ideas or thoughts. Or it was like, oh, okay, I see what you're getting out there. Um, Akbar, I think he's just amazing. Luke's uh, lightsaber flip up back up into the sailboat and catching his saber. And that first, <clears throat> you yeah. see it's green. It's, oh, there my goodness. Go. Um, even the, who are you? Someone who loves you. Leia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, um, uh, Chewy. <laughs> um, just so many you rebel scum. The way I, yeah, <laughs> my opener. It's still a favorite of mine. Um, the log passing song for the uh, Ewoks when they're going to cook Han, Leia, and everyone. Oh yeah, uh, not Leia. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, even like the little oh, chants. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't didn't somebody mention that wasn't it weird that they already had clothes for Leia? Was that with, was that from a previous meal? Like, well, yeah, goodness, never thought <laughs> and then you that. had a braid hair. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, I can understand braid hair. They got lots of hair, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, they they yes. Leia, Leia had a change of clothes, or the Ewoks happened to have that lying around. <laughs> like it's like uh, oh. from our last visitor. Visitor. Yes, so. exactly. All right, um, Rob Williams. Like, what's just snippets? Like, just pepper us. What do you got for this uh, favorite part? Well, what I found really cool was um, when we're in Jawa's palace, we're in the darks for so long. We're just, I mean, the last light we really see, or the first light we see, we see is when Luke comes in. And then we're in the dark. We're in the dark. We're in the dark. We're with the Rancor. We're in the pits. We're with, uh, just horsing around. Then finally, when they decide, okay, we're out to go see, visit the Sarlacc, you are blinded, just blinded by the desert. And it's just like, it's shocking. Even now, when I just, when I watched it, it was like, we went from the dungeon to sheer brightness and you get, and then Han Solo is like, uh, now all I see is a white blur and yes. it's just like, exactly. He just, you get hit by this light and it's, it's great. Uh, it's, I don't know how you call it videography or editing or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's just great imagery to see this, the brightness coming at you from this, uh, from being in the dark for so long. And I really enjoyed that part. I mean, just, and I also said, uh, knee and nuns just laugh and mm-hmm. Lando just yapping away at do each other. Do it again, other. please do it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a little oh. higher, but um, little things like Ben Burt making a cameo appearance and getting offed. And uh, it's kind of neat. Uh, remember the guy who, uh, where they're in the uh, the base on Endor, and he gets hit and goes over the railing, uh, somewhere in, down in the bunker area. Yep. That's Ben Burt. Okay, did, and, they, did uh, they use the Wilhelm scream on that too? Uh, he what he did is he he did the Wilhelm scream himself. He voiced it himself right. personally and uh, to imitate it. So it wasn't the actual Wilhelm scream, but he would he would try to imitate in his own actual voice yes and so that's what that's what he did so yes, which because they did I use it earlier culture. on the barge too right on java's barge probably and, and to those they did. those not in the know yeah. uh, that scream it's particular what how do you, what's the exact pronunciation rob what the wilhelm scream wilhelm yeah okay so yeah, yeah that, that i think sc- it's based off an old country uh an old western movie or so yeah he's getting eaten by a crocodile or something so yeah, but it's in every movie since then, just yes. about. Yeah. So yeah, so for sound editors and sound, and they try to shoehorn it in, and of course, Star Wars has tons of. And that makes total sense about having Ben actually try to mimic that instead of using it. I, I had no yeah. idea he did that. That's amazing. Um, uh, what do you think? Um, I hate. I was born here. Well, you're gonna die here. <laughs> 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 on and Luke, like it just. 
He's such a he's such a positive person, isn't he? He is. He's 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 amazing. So uh, awesome. Okay, so what we're gonna go on? Uh, just a quick recap. What's this movie? Kind of quick two minutes. What's this movie mean to you? What is it? Uh, where does it sit for you? And and just uh, and I'm sure just after this conversation. And we don't we don't try to make these love fests, but with a lot of these retrospectives, when I reach out to people in the Commonwealth and say, hey. I'm going to talk about Empire. I'm going to talk about Jedi. It's usually a love fest because like, oh, I have to talk about this because this is my favorite or it's one of my tops or I got a precious memory. So, um, Matthew, real quick, what's this movie mean to you? What's this? If you had to bottle it up and sell it. So much. Like, it's it's definitely the one I watched the most. Like, when I was watching it last night, I was looking at my fiance and I was uh, repeating the lines word for word pretty much and, uh, all the beats, all the cues, it's just, it's its the one for me, I think. Like, Rogue One, it would come close. It'll always come close, but, yeah, this is definitely the one for me. Like, all the little scenes that just make me smile, mm-hmm. um, flying into the Death Star. Um, just, there's so much good about this movie. It's hard to, like, I know you can you go, oh, that's a bit weird or whatever for various bits and pieces, but... It's just the good just dominates the bad from this movie. It's just it's just magnificent. And I heard um actually heard recently from the Fat Man and Batman podcast. Oh, it might have been like an older episode, but they were talking about how Hans when Hans steps on that twig, that is what causes the success of the rebels. Because if they don't do it, then the bikers don't fly off. Leia doesn't find the Ewoks. Ewoks don't help the rebels. Yeah, it could have been a completely different story. The Ewoks could have gone. Who are these rebels? We'll just we'll just kill them. They're probably the bad guys as well. So. Interesting. Yeah. The yeah, it's not bad. Effect. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay, Corey. Well, um, I saw all three of these movies before Phantom Menace came out. When I was I was really young. I was a young little tyke. Okay, so mm-hmm. when I when I saw the last movie, this one that we're talking about, uh, it filled me with so much wonder. And then, you know, I was given Legends books from my stepdad, like, here, read this, you know, Luke's Academy and everything after that, you know, all the all the stuff that I, it, it, it filled me with so much like, oh, I want more, I want more. And then when Phantom Menace came out for the first time, it satisfied a need that I didn't even think that I had at that moment. But I wouldn't have had these needs, I would have had this awesome attraction to a movie if it wasn't for this movie, dang it. You know, that that long for wanting, that long for just wanting to write my own fictional stories about Star Wars or pretending to be a Jedi in the shower or something. You know, it's some... Uh, oh, my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Playing with a lightsaber. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it, it, it gave me a, a whole new uh, visual, I guess, on life itself. You know, it gave me hope. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was nice. It was nice. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Rob? Um, Return of the Jedi was my last hurrah at childhood. It was pretty much, you know, I, like I said, I was 11 going on 12, going on to high school and in high school back in 83, 84, 85, 86, you weren't playing with toys anymore. You weren't watching Star Wars anymore. And, uh, we, we did an episode on, on GXW called The Dark Times. It was episode 122. And we talk about how we're so removed from Star Wars now and how it's not cool. It's, uh, you still like Star Wars? And you're supposed Great to grow episode. up now. Great episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. And okay. uh, shameless plug. But um, it, was, it was my last hurrah at childhood. It was my last hurrah at uh, toys and action figures and uh, enjoying something as Star Wars, even though I secretly did not give it up. I even in high school, I would still collect toys, but it but be less and less. I would still watch the movies, but it'd be less and less. I would still just cling to this childhood wonder and it it would be less and less. And then when episode one came out, um, which is one of my favorite movies as well. And again, it's not a movie that's good. <laughs> it's just oh, a wonderful come on. movie. It's, it's a good it's, movie. <laughs> like I'm going to tell you, like Rogue One is at the bottom of my list. It's a great oh, movie, okay. but it's it's at the bottom of my list because it we doesn't hold friends. the same childhood wonder yep. as Rob. Return of the Jedi does. It's too grown up for me, and I still stick to these sort of movies that have this connection, and whether it's right or wrong, it's just what it is. And um, mm. 
I will never forget collecting the toys, the weirdness of it, the fun of it, the original, my brother's crying in the parking lot. It will never forget all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's good memories of a good, of a, of which I believe is a good childhood. I, I, I I'm going to shadow uh, your remarks there too. Cause there's, I saw a meme not too long ago. It says one, there was a day in your life where you got up, got dressed, ate, and went out to play with your friends for the last time, and you had no idea it was the last time. Mm-hmm. You mean uh, there? There's, yeah. um, dude. <laughs> I know, I, but it's exactly. And it, it's, but for these movies, and I can, I'm, I don't want to speak for Rob, but I can say, I've mentioned this before, where Star Wars has always just kind of, it's, it hit the right spots for me. I was a kid during the original trilogy. Um, my favorite collectible, I have the Burger King tumbler glasses from all three OT movies back here in my display case. And I love them because I remember waking up on a Saturday morning and drinking and watching cartoons and drinking out of my Lando glass. Like there's things that's so, so, so nostalgic. And then when the prequels, like Rob was saying, where like we, you kind of had to hide your fandom during high school. But the prequels came out when we were old enough to go, you know what? I'm old enough where I know it doesn't matter if you think this is uncool. I'm going to like it anyway. I'm yeah. sure, Rob, you can agree with me. Like, if the prequels came out when we were in grade 9 and 10, we would have to be like, oh, like, oh am I going to wear my Jedi robes to the premiere? Am I gonna, yeah. am I? It would be very awkward. But you know what? The prequels came out when it was like, you know what? I don't care what you think. This is who I am, and, and I'm going to love it, and I'm not afraid to... to Tell everybody, or, or and that's what I appreciate about this generation. Now they're uh, they've accepted the uh, the cosplay. In fact, it's if you're not cosplaying, you seem to be out of it. Yeah. And I, I go to these conventions, I go to these movies, and they're all dressed up, and uh, and so you know you'll see some guy dressed up as Bib Fortuna now going oh wanga wanga, you know, and it's not it doesn't phase you at all. Yeah. Kibona, Kibona, <laughs> I love the wanga wanga. Exactly, and and again, so also too with the with the sequel trilogy. Now it's hit us when when Rob and I, when we have kids of the age to start enjoying these things. So it's for and I, again, I don't want to speak for Rob, but like I'm I'm sure it's the same when it mirrors our life where it Star Wars hit perfect, mm-hmm. and like you said, Jedi was was the end of the, our childhood tr- trilogy, and yeah. it it bo- kind of bookended our childhood, and then now we get to move on and and enjoy it. Now we have different memories with the prequels, and we're enjoying new memories with our kids with the the sequels and and the and the standalones it's it's fantastic well i'm i'm very curious to see what my son will get into he's seven right now he right. does not like star wars uh he's he's and it's okay yeah, i'm yeah. accepting of that right, right now yep. he's presently natural. watching Yu-Gi-Oh. he's into minecraft oh, okay. he's into pokemon that's what he is but Gross. in like four years when in when four years or three years when see what happens and he'll be into other stuff i mean it for us, Star Wars was everything. I don't think it has the same impact now as it did then because we're exposed less. We're, uh, YouTube was not around, so we're exposed to less information. Everywhere you went was pretty much three franchises uh, yep. when we were kids: He-Man, GI Joe, or Star Wars. Yep. And it was, and there were other smaller ones, and eventually they, you know, Ninja Turtles, whatever. And is, but now you're exposed to so so much. Yeah. I mean, I just saw a guy called Unspeakable. He does Minecraft videos. This guy, he's, he's like 22, 23, owns a house, owns a Ferrari, owns like he's $10,000 cash doing this competition. This guy's rich because kids watch <laughs> Minecraft videos. Yeah. The, 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 the variety is so much, so out there right now. And even though Star Wars is being marketed more than it has ever been in its entire life, it's still not as, as precious as it was back in the original trilogy days. Well, I, I don't know. I bought a, I bought Kylo Ren cutie oranges in California over here. All right. Nice. And they were pretty good. Yeah. They tasted better with Kylo <laughs> Ren's face on them. All right. So. <laughs> well, that's, like, that, that's like anything. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Rob will like, there's so many things from growing up, like with, with star Wars and, and must see TV, like Thursday night lineup in the eighties was <laughs> you, you, you had to sit down. You couldn't miss it. There's a bunch of, yeah. it's just different now, but uh, again, I love where it's going and uh, I'm, I'm just so happy to be uh, part of it. Uh, doing this little kind of niche podcast on the side. It's really nice to be, yeah. be with fans like, like you guys and fellow podcasters. And it's, it's, it, I love doing it. It's fantastic. And it's just, it's, I don't know. Will it end? Maybe, but you know, today it's it's awesome. So yeah. I'm gonna pass it around real quick. 
Um, I'm gonna let you can. I'm gonna go around the table. You can let everybody know uh, where people can find you, where they can find your. If you have a show or whatever you want to promote, just go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to Matthew first. If someone on Twitter or uh, I mean anywhere else wants to talk to the Australian, um, where can people find you? The Australian, <laughs> the only one. <laughs> um, I'm just on Instagram, Gilbolicious, um, and <laughs> I'm on Twitter as well. I think I'm a similar handle. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, Gilbolicious on Twitter as well. So hit me up. Ask me any questions or, yeah, especially about Return of the Jedi Rogue One. They're my absolute favorites. Here's a question. Uh, where'd, you get your, yeah. where'd you get your handle name from? <laughs> uh, what's this? It was Fergulicious back in the day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be worse. Could, it, it could have been like in from Taipei or somewhere or some weekend away with the boys. <laughs> <Like>, AussieHumps.com. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> and a fine hump they are, sir. Um <laughs> I've uh, got a thing about my last name, Gilbo. Like, I've got my name on, like, Monopoly boards, underwear, beers. Like, my mates have just gone nuts. I'm my own brand over here, apparently. Oh, so, so, yeah, just you just got to own a nickname. Otherwise, it'll own you. It will. <laughs> it will. All right, Corey, what do you got going on? I know what it is, but let's tell the, tell the good people. Uh, you can find us at the Big Open Podcast, and uh, it's definitely an R-rated podcast, uh, you know, you don't listen to it if you're young, I guess. It, you know, <laughs> do if you want. I don't care. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, bring some muffled earphones. But yeah, it's a big open podcast. Or on Twitter, you look me up at Riley TBO. Um, other than that, you can find us at uh, BigOpenPodcast.com or the Big Open Podcast anywhere. You'll find us there. Just look for the fox and the sponge. All right, gather around, my son. I'm going to teach you about furries. Come, come. <laughs> this episode, Ewoks. <laughs> okay uh, furries, right? <laughs> before that gets out of hand rob williams tell the good people where the people can find you uh personally you can find me at the outer rim rookie uh it's a youtube show that we do on generation x-wing uh youtube page it's uh about me putting the arm together for scout trooper so if you're interested in joining the 501st have questions come see me on youtube uh Outer Rim Rookie, and me and my co-host Terry uh, both get together and we build armor. Terry's extremely talented. You can find him at Panda Props Costumes on Instagram, as well as my own personal show for, uh, sorry, my personal show, my own podcast with my co-host Steve Three, uh, Anil Sharma, and Jamie Millman. We are the Generation X-Wing podcast. We talk about Star Wars, but mostly talk about other other retro stuff. It's uh, 80s, 90s retro just uh, talk, and um, we've been a little bit on hiatus because it's Christmas season, but uh, we'll be back at it in the new year, celebrating our third year. I believe it's three years. Yeah, so 175 episodes so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. we, and we got a new mic thanks to the Commonwealth. It is freaking sweet, and um, it's uh, it sounds really good. And hopefully, it's coming across in this episode because this is what I'm using one of the new mics. So fantastic. Um, we have a lot of fun. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter at Gen X Wing, on Instagram. Uh, we have Patreon. We have T Public shirts is for sale, and um, yeah, we're, we find us at GenerationXWing.com. So hope you enjoy our show. Excellent, and you can find myself. I am at Robert MM Cass on Twitter and Cass one nine seven three on Instagram. Of course, you can find me with on my other show on Talk Star Wars. It's the uh, TSW Comics. Corey, you're pumping your fist. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, and I do that show with my good buddy Tim. We've been, we, again, Christmas holidays. We've been on a little hiatus. We'll be back in the new year uh, to wrap this up. This comes out in February, too, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly my faux pas. But. And also, um, I do a weekly show, The Roman Pod and Cast. It is uh, like Corey's, it is not for young ears, but if you're Such in. Such a good <laughs> show. Thank you, Corey. If you're, if you're in for a laugh uh, once a week and you got some commute time where you're on your own or you got headphones or alone in the car, check us out, Roman Podcast. Um, me and my buddy Roman have a good time and we just, you know, don't take anything seriously. Just try to make you laugh. So um, this is going to wrap up. Thank you for up. doing this, Rob. Oh, hey, thank you uh, guys for being on. This is awesome. Yes, and I, this is. Thank I, you this, so much. For me, this is my. This is a true passion project, and I love doing these retrospectives, and I love doing the roundtable. And again, thank you, Rob Wade. He uh, recently picked up the the reins at Talk Star Wars this year, and it's been going fantastic. And I just, oh, uh, I love doing being a part of this. Mm-hmm. And it's this is my little niche into the Commonwealth. I I like to put it as if all the all the different shows are planets in our Star Wars Commonwealth solar solar system. I'm like a little moon 
circling around talk Star Wars. You know, <laughs> that's no moon. But <laughs> so, around the planet that's farthest from them. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, you do have to check out the Commonwealth, though. We have ten shows, fantastic yes. shows, and uh, oh yeah, you'll find something for you. Whether you're into comic books, whether you're into the uh, just general Star Wars talk, uh, you, there's long shows, there's short shows, there's uh, everything in between. You will find something that you like. Yeah. Even if you don't like uh, want to hear Star Wars like too often, the Commonwealth they they every show has like different episodes about like personal life or different movies or anything, especially the Generation X Wing podcast. The uh, Rob's podcast is amazing. You should listen to it. I uh, have so Check many emotions. Out. Yeah, th- thank you, thank you. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and also too, if you have any interest in anything, we have uh, myself, Astromech Builders, people in the Five Hundred First yes. trying to join the Five Hundred First. People. Uh, just different uh, sides of collecting, vintage and and new collecting, and all sorts of comics. Anything you need, if you reach out to Star Wars Commonwealth, any questions about anything Star Wars, whether it's Legends or New Canon or whatever you want, someone will be able to answer because it's yeah. impossible for all of us to know everything. Uh, but we we got we got we got somebody on the job for whatever your Star Wars needs might be. So, until next time, what do we got next? We got we got uh, oh, The Force Awakens. Oh, no, sorry. No, we got a little Clone Wars movie we got coming up next. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, well, we got to throw it in there. It is. It was projected in a movie theater. So we're Yes, gonna, it was. It's often mis- uh, ignored when you talk about your favorite movies. It, it is, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw it in there. We're going to have a little roundtable. Like and, and also, too, and what it started. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of history and a lot of what it did for Star Wars at the time, and especially mm. the dark times. So stay tuned for that. Again, gentlemen... Corey, Matthew, Rob, thank you for coming on. Uh, much appreciated. Thank and you. Until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>